What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from Midtown Studios in downtown Bakersfield. I am your host, Matt, along with me, my co-host, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Have you done it again? I don't know. Okay, well, it feels good that you're here anyway. I'm glad that you're here. And we have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Pastor, author, Dwayne. Cantrell is with us here today. Yeah, good to be here, my friend and my brother from another mother, as we say to each other. We're each other, we're B fam. Yes, sir. We do. We're we're so excited. We're glad that you're here. We finally got you on the podcast. Um, really, really excited. Before we dive into topic uh, today, uh, there's something that we do every time we have a first time guest, and that is our producer Andy uh, goes through a few uh, questions. So Andy, let's go. Light him up. All right, Pastor Dwayne, we're ready. Yes, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready for this. We're really happy you're here. Uh, Glad to be here. So our first question is, how did you come to Christ? So I came to know about God in my house, but we didn't have a godly house, if that makes sense. So my, you know, church was just kind of a thing that we did every now and then. Um, and it was really every now and then. So my mother would wake up. I don't know why, maybe a hard night of partying. I don't know, but just felt like we needed to go to church one day. <laughs> yep. So I'd put on clothes that didn't fit and shoes that were too small and all that <laughs> and hated the experience. And it was long. And, you know, I, I don't know if y'all have ever been to like black church. People think that LVC, I'm the pastor of Living Victory Church. People think that we're a black church. We're not a black church. We're a church that black people attend. <laughs> right that's very different because it is different it's very different this was like old school suit and tie old dry babies asleep under the pews absolutely pews exactly pews and the the hymnal music all i hated it but you know we went and i said my prayers did whatever so 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 fast forward you know i have a friend that was across the street and and he said hey man you know why don't you go to church with me I was like, all right, cool, because I'm thinking we're just going to go and have some fun. It was vacation Bible school, never heard of it. We were like building go-karts and doing whatever, and I'm like, church is kind of cool. Young people there and all that. So I would go to church. Turns out his dad was the pastor of this little church, this little Baptist church in Oakland. And so I went, whatever. I think I was baptized. I don't remember, but I was a little kid. And But God never really meant a whole lot to me. I mean, you know, I'd pray or whatever, but... It, it never stuck. I never had a Bible, didn't know anything about scripture. In fact, I remember I got to college. I was an undergraduate and someone said, Hey, are you a Christian? And I said, no, nah, I'm Baptist. That's <laughs> how much I knew, how much I knew about theology at that point. <laughs> so I, so I met this girl named Angel, right? And, and we were in, in school. She's older than me. So she had already graduated. We're at San Jose state and, and we started dating and she said, hey, do you go to church? I said, nah, I mean, I, I used to when I was a kid, whatever. She said, would you go to church with me? I said, yeah, whatever, that's cool. And we went, and it was just the pastor, young guy, could teach the walls down. Mm-hmm. Everything made sense. And it was then, my undergraduate years, I was in my 20s, I accepted Christ. Yeah. And, and that was it. And, awesome. from then, and from then, it just fast-tracked. I, I went into ministry, blah, blah, blah. So that was it. Shout out to uh, Pastor Angel, where you Pastor yeah, Angel, Pastor in the Angel. House. Oh, listening. by the way, Angel is my wife now, so that's that's that Angel. That was and her evangelism. <laughs> <laughs> also, whoever I'm, I'm someday we'll have to we'll have to have PD back on, and then I'll, I'll ask him just some questions about it because I'm curious to know. Uh, for those that don't know, Living Victory Church in Bakersfield, California, you need to you need to get on YouTube. You need to subscribe. You need to watch. Pastor Dwayne is a phenomenal teacher. And the way that he unpacks the word is uh, he does so in a very 
there's depth and there's also practicality. And it's very difficult to have depth and practicality, but he does an amazing job. And I'm, I'm so I'm curious, or may I'm going to just ask you off camera, uh, you know, I wonder if that's why you teach the way that you teach. Cause the, the first, your, your first like real wow moment encounter was this young guy who could teach, but it was just so he made it plain. He could teach yeah, it well, but he made it plain. I think so. And I, and I have a teaching gift. I didn't know that at the time, but I have a mm-hmm. teaching gift, but, but man, it just, it, the lights came on. So yeah, just to have that clarity, but then also the practicality. Cause whenever I was in school and I took a philosophy and I went to seminary and took these heavy classes, whatever. But whenever I took a philosophy class and I read the book and I'm like, what does that word mean? And I would look it up and it's like, why didn't you just say that? That's not even that difficult. Why are you trying to sound smart? You know, (laughs) stop trying to sound smart. Uh So trying to be smart. Yeah. Trying to be smart. So, so, so what I did is I, I I wanted to make sure I didn't do that to people. Right. Um, My writing is a little different than my speaking, but I tried to not do that Mm -hmm. to people. I try to be as clear as possible and take deep theological concepts and make them really, really, really simple. That's, that's the hope. Love it. That's what I need. <laughs> uh, our second question is: So you're on death row. I don't know what you did. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, what would you pick? I have your- some ideas. <laughs> God has delivered me. They caught up to me. Okay. What would you pick uh, Oakland for- first. Well, God first. I though. am from Oakland. When you said Tony, 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 I know that was an Oakland reference. It was. So yes. yes Amazing musicians, by the way. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, what would you pick for your last meal? My last meal. Now, if, if you if you know me today and how I eat today, th- this will make sense to you. But my last meal would be a huge ribeye steak. It would be uh, baby back ribs, mm-hmm. um, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. Right. I know none of this goes together, but I'll tell you why in a second. And for dessert, uh, um, banana split. Talk and the reason why I say that is because I don't eat any of that stuff right, right. now. So going out, I'd go out with a bang. I love it. Now I'm hungry. That's a good meal. Yeah, that's a good meal. I'm going to mom's right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I will go and eat those things. Yes. Yeah, I feel bad that I eat all those things now. Right. Hey, don't feel bad. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Live your life. <laughs> okay, uh, last question. What is your favorite movie genre? Favorite movie genre is sci-fi. It depends on the mood I'm in, though, but sci-fi and my favorite series is the Matrix mm. series. Oh, so you're that's excited because they got a new one coming out yes, soon. Yes, the new one is coming out. So, yeah, that's okay. one of my favorite. But, but you know, I like those, but then I also like other kind of genres too. So, pretty all over the place. Love it. Solid. I'm a rom-com guy. I, me too. Hitch, Hitch, Hitch is my jam. Gotta, gotta watch Hitch every time. I actually own that movie. The way that he looks in the mirror when he's drinking the Benadryl. <laughs> just angry. Come on. Yes. Yes. All right. Then y'all didn't y'all didn't see Hitch. Okay. Well, that's okay. I, I see Hitch, it. Hitch is my that's that's my joke. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Andy, uh, for asking those questions. Thank you, Pastor Dwayne, for answering them. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Now, now today, uh, I want to get into this topic. Um, a lot of a lot of things going on, you know, on the planet as 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 per usual. Uh, what tends to happen in a broken world is uh, filled with broken people as a lot of broken stuff happens. And, um, and I, as I was kind of sitting and studying and, and kind of preparing, not knowing what we were going to talk about, um, for this particular episode, uh, I was reminded of, uh, of a friend, a missionary friend of mine, 
uh, who about 10 years ago spoke this word over me. And, um, and he said, you can't be politically correct and prophetically correct at the same time. You need to choose. And I remember going like, huh? <laughs> what does that mean? And it was because, because like it was at a time in ministry where like I hadn't, I hadn't started a church yet. You know, I was a, I was a college pastor uh, and a worship pastor and did kind of every, you know, the, the young pastor, whichever, whoever's the younger, the youngest ranking pastor is the one that just kind of does the odd, the odd yeah, work. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I knew that I wanted to launch a church. I knew that God had called me to pastor. Uh, I wanted to plant a church. I wanted to love people. Well, I wanted to lead people well, but the, the issue that I wrestled with was that I wanted everybody to like me mm-hmm. too. You know, and, and people don't understand that that can be a common uh, a common wrestling match for a lot of people in ministry. Yeah. And, and because of that, I think that sometimes we miss the mark in uh, in our due diligence being honest or, you know, saying what needs to be said because we just want people to like us and we don't want anybody to be upset with us. It's a real dangerous place for any leader to be, especially a young, a, I should say younger leader. I think 10 years ago I was... 29. So I don't know that I could say young, but younger leader than I am uh, today. And I was reminded of this, of this scripture uh, found in Galatians chapter one. And we all know this letter to, to the church of, uh, at Galatia there, <laughs> the author was never one to mince words ever. And so he says, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be under a curse. I mean, we should, we could full stop there, but that isn't even the, the full meat of what we're talking about. And, and, and I know, and, and I'm excited to have Pastor Dwayne on here because this is also a dude that like speaks Greek and Hebrew. Uh, so he can, he can help us contextualize this as well. So uh, speak again, you have full liberty here, but this is, this is the meat of what I'm talking about here today and what, what I would like to discuss. Am I now seeking the approval of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, the author writes, I would not be a servant of Christ. In other words, I did not become a Christian. Back then it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the people, the only people that called them Christians were, were people that were throwing derogatory terms at them. That was a derogatory statement today. We're like, well, I'm Christian. Well, yeah, you know, those are the same people that say I speak in tongues, but yeah, but you gossip in English. They're the same they're the same, you know, ones, but, but, but he's saying I would not be a servant of Christ or a follower of the way, a follower of Jesus. I love, I love Paul so much because he never holds anything back when he writes, right? Always straight to the point with everything. The big question is this, who are we living to please people or God? Mm-hmm. Let's unpack that. that that's a good, I, I love this. Um, I love your topic around this this uh, the scripture because when you talk about uh, prophetically correct politically or prophetically and so when you look at a prophet versus a priest and we know this but but we know a priest is a representative of people to God yes so if anybody has a Catholic background you go to confessional you confess to the priest and the priest gives your prayers to God so, so the priest is a representative of people to God the prophet is the representative of God to the people mm. And so if I'm a prophet, I'm hearing from God and then speaking to the people what God has to say. Uh, in other words, God's representative, right? Now, I know that's basic and that's simple, right? That's great. But in this particular text, if 
Paul is saying, if I'm a servant of God, which means literally that word servant is doulos, or which is where we get the word slave, but it means that I'm, I'm owned by, I was bought by God, and I'm representing God, then what does that have anything to do with me? Yes. Right? So if I'm giving God's word, and I'm representing God, and I'm coming in in the name of God, then, then why do I care what people think about me if it's about God? And the reason why is because of how we feel. Right. And, and we are right. human beings. We do exist in society. But if our role is is really embraced, then, then I'll do like my wife, Angel, says, then I become like the mailman. I drive up in my Jesus delivery truck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's your envelope from God. Yep. Here it is. This is what God told me to give you and have a nice day. And I walk off. You can and you can get mad and yell at me, but it's like, hey, it's not my. Yeah, I didn't send the bill. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to put a pause real quick. You guys don't understand. I'm the guy in the middle here, and uh, I'm surrounded by some solid dudes, man. Uh, you and are I'm a just, solid I'm, dude. I'm excited and just taking it all in at the same time. This is amazing. Man. <laughs> I, come on. I'm just here for for the popcorn. No, you're a solid dude. <laughs> yeah, man. You 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 give you you have two cents. Give them. Okay. And quite pleasing to look at. I oh, oh yeah. Well. Spend the two cents. <laughs> <laughs> you could have anything on this shelf. Anything between here and here for two cents. You could whatever you want. Well, now that I'm embarrassed, it's cool. <laughs> that, that was purpose. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Well, I mean, this is this this is definitely a great topic, man. And I I really had to sit. And, and think about this, it was, especially when you shot it out to me, Matt, it was like, man, okay, this is good. And, and, um, and then I kind of had to look at it as in, as in um, like, I mean, I, I looked at it as an, I can please man where it's still not displeasing to God. And I mean, let me break, let me, let me, yeah, let me come, on. That down. come on. Uh, I mean, let, let's talk about love here. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and with love, um, I mean, I can love someone, but not displease God at the same time. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where it's at. When you love somebody, you, you, you're pleasing them because I'm not out intentionally trying to hurt anybody. Right. But that's what I'm called to do too, you know, to love, to love like Christ did. And, um, I mean, uh, but really it, it broke down to two different things for me when we talked, when I, when I started reading this, it, it was, uh, is, is loving causing me to sin was one. And then two is my focus solely on 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 pleasing man or is it on pleasing God? Right, right. And and I I mean I can break it down a little bit more. Is my main focus to please man or to please God? Right. So. Yeah, and that's a great question. And I and I love because <laughs> Paul Paul is a phenomenal writer. It, now, a, according to some, some may say that he probably wasn't that amazing in terms of his gift of communication orally, but as a writer phenomenal right even even the way that he chooses to kind of write this 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 sentence here i love and i know that it's not you know uh original but this 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 is almost i could see this being the the platform almost surprised and like oh i didn't i was not aware am i now seeking the approval of men yeah. or of god like i could i could so see paul in this space doing this and and the issue is I think when it comes to, and, and, and we are going to dive into kind of this, this question of why, why political correctness uh, exists, and then and telling the difference bet differences between ple just trying to please man and then just trying to have everybody like us. Mm -hmm. 
Because I, I think this is the difference that you're talking about. You know, when you talk about, I can please men and please God, or, or, or you know, without displeasing God, rather, maybe is, what, is how we should say that. But, but there also is a way where, where mankind and what they think about us or how they feel can then supersede where we place God on our list mm-hmm. of priorities. I mean, my wife has been an idol to me before. And, and now I'm, my job is to, to have charge over her and to cover her and to love her well. But there have been times where I've cared way more about what she thought mm-hmm. and about what she was thinking. My kids, oh, man, I want my kids to hate me. I hated my dad. Mm-hmm. I hated my dad when I was a kid, and I did not want my kids to have any of that with me. And I also got really scared when I got called into ministry because I met pastor's kids before, before I even knew Jesus. And I was like, oh, man, they suck. Like, they're <laughs> they're the worst, like— they're, they pretend so hard and, and they're out here doing the same stuff I'm doing. Right. Like, uh, you know, it, it, the, the, so I think there, I love that we're going to get to kind of dive into all these things. And we have, we have, you know, 45 minutes left to get to, you know, have this discussion. Um, the, the thing is when we set out to ensure that everybody likes us and we try to create this kind of perfect world, this utopia, which everybody is out to kind of, there, that, there's a, you know, there's a, 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 a movement for utopia, as it were, in, according to mankind right now. And, and every time, I believe every time humanity tries to create utopia of their own volition, of their own will, uh, we only succeed in creating dysphoria. In other words, it, when we try to create paradise the way that we think paradise should look, where everyone agrees... And everyone's opinions and emotions and preferences, they're valued as much as the truth. We only end up creating confusion. Like, we just, people are just confused. People are like, I, what? Wait, so that and that? And, and I have some examples, but I'm, I'm going to hold off for a minute because I want to read this scripture so that we can continue. Yeah, no, I got, because I, you guys, I read a, I read a, okay, I'm just going to say it and then we'll read the scripture. So, um, so a news uh, article popped up uh, in my feed the other day. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm not even talking like, I'm like posting for the church. Like I'm, I'm making a post for the church. Right. And then I like to kind of go over and I'll look at like some, you know, I, I follow like Tony Evans and, and Furtick and there's a couple other pre- uh, uh, Jake's like I follow other guys. So I'll, I'll, you know, scroll through and kind of watch them. Cause t- Tony Evans can preach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great teacher so and Jake's and, can and, preach and Furtick can preach. And I'm like, Oh, these guys are so good. And I'm watching them like, man, you guys are so good. And I, so I love that. And I'm scrolling through and, and a, a, a sponsored news story came up. And, and so I had to wait for a minute and go, okay, so somebody paid to, to push this, first of all. Somebody paid to push this. But second of all, I was terrified because what it was was it was a, a Zoom recording by a student who had recorded a professor in a college that said, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm really trying to start this movement where, uh, People that are attracted to underage people are no longer called pedophiles because there's a negative stigma with the word pedophile. Instead, I want to I want us to all call them minor attracted persons. And I was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't supposed to laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but edit that out. I'm but it, no, don't because 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 <laughs> it's it is laughable to me. Uh, and now now to that person, they were being dead serious, and they were they were having this moment where they were teaching and there was back and forth. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> this is a part of a lecture. And I'm thinking now the first thing, obviously that pops into my head as a father is, ah, 
that might be the one thing I would go to jail for. Like, I'm, I promise I love Jesus. I promise. But my babies are 13 and 11. Uh, Tony's almost going to be 12. I, I, ca- I cannot. I don't care. This person cannot come up to me. I'm so sorry. I'm just a minor attracted person. But this is what can happen. Uh, I also, I think back to Lot. When, when, the, when the, the, the man of God or the representative of God, some, some say that it might have been a, a, an early representation of Christ in that moment that showed up in Sodom and Gomorrah and shows up in the house and Lot brings him into the home, right? And then all of the people, the men, the women, the young men, all come to Lot's house like, and you need to give us that guest that just came into your house and you need to, need to send him out here because we're gonna, all going to have sex with him. What? That's what happens. If we're not careful, when we tr- when we when we get in this place, we find ourselves in this place where everybody's opinion, preference, whatever, is valued as truth. It's just not true. We well, go to there, well. There's a name um, that that I that I saw years ago, and it, instead of promiscuity, it's now called polyamory. Correct. Right? You know, it's like I, I have many loves. That's what right. that means. Because because obviously amory brings with it a different connotation. Correct. It's just it's just a love now. If I were to take that to my wife, yeah, say you know, Angel, <laughs> I'm just a person of polyamory. That's right, all. right. Then, then you know, you probably wouldn't see me here today, <laughs> and Angel would be the one on death on row, death row. <laughs> requesting her last meal. That's Angel, right. consider what your last meal might be. We'll have you on and we'll ask you. But that's it, it's it's so true. And yeah, that is because in a lot of a lot of what's interesting is we've been we've been around a lot longer than than obviously those that are being raised in this, we were, I was brought up in what was classified as the age of information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, which is nuts when, when a lot of, you know, our, our youth or our college students hear that I was brought up in the age of information, you know, because that was before, you know, but the internet didn't exist, but then it existed and it was crazy. You know, computers didn't exist, but then they existed and it was crazy. Video games didn't exist, but then they existed and it was crazy. All of this stuff. And now they're like, that was the age of information. Like, yeah, this is, uh, this is like, you have to be careful because this is the, this is an age of information, but I think it's also an age of a lot of disinformation too. (laughs) So people got to be really careful what, what they're, what they're filtering things through. And with the ad, uh, with the advent of um, social media and how popular it's become, there's also um, pe- people have begun to connect the dots with things like that and depression and suicide. Why? Because we are constantly considering what other people think about us. And if you're in, if you have been called by God to do a work for Christ, and if you're alive, guess what? You have, but you are so caught up in what other people are going to think about you, that's a problem. That's that 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 could very well keep you uh, from experiencing everything that God has for you. I think, especially if you're a person. Now, I'm a I'm a person that struggles with insecurity. Huge, yeah, same, insecurity. same, same. And so that's a battle. And people, no, people wouldn't know that if you if you looked at me or whatever. But I do. I mean, inside, I I battle, and it it is a strong battle. And so I do, and I and I and put on top of that, I have a pastor's heart, so I care about people. Yes. So you mix that together. That's I hard. care about people, and I remember we first started our church, and 
you know, people were coming, coming, and then somebody leave and they go, what did I do? Yes. What did I say? I, is there any way I can get you back? And it wasn't because <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned about their soul or well-being. It's like, what about me? You know, right. what, what, what happened? What, what can I do better? And I had mm. this whole kind of complex inside. I didn't do that or say that, but that's what's going on in my head. And so having this, you know, God taught me through this that, you know, people will come, people will go, but yeah. it's about them, not you. And this whole thing is it's not about you. It's not about you. But but where is it that I need to get fulfilled is through God. And that's where the God thing is. It's yes. Not, it's not all about what's my name. Now, this society we're in now is all about brand. It's all about what you look like. It's all mm. about your representation and all that. So so struggling with that and, and dealing with this is one thing. But let me flip the script, if you'll allow me. I would love for you to do this. Is that... Um, you know, I want to I want to kind of piggyback off what Tony was saying a little bit. And is that so part of me reaching people for God, however, is my ability to speak their language. Yes. And so so let me let me turn to real quick to First Corinthians 9, 19 through 23. And it's about becoming all things to all people. So this is Paul. That's right. And Paul says, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone Yep. To win as many as possible. To the Jew, I become like the Jew. To the Jews, I become like the Jew. To win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I become like one having the law, yeah. though I'm not under the law. Right? Maybe I should put my glasses on so I stop stuttering. <laughs> and so, so it says, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I become like the weak. To win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. Yep. And, and so what does this say? So what this says is not that I'm trying to make you like me, but what I can do is I can learn you so that I can find where you are, get to know you and represent God to you and introduce God to you in your space. Yes, that's good. And so in order to do that, now I work on a university campus and, and university campuses are very liberal. I worked on one in LA for a long time, for many, for a decade, I worked on an LA campus and I'm talking about liberal to the, to the extreme, right? Right. And so when you hear certain things like, whoa, this is, it's so liberal that if you bring any thought that's opposing to it, then you're an ist, you know, you're, you're operating you're, yeah. in an ism, right? right. You're, you're an ist. So it's like, you couldn't even ask questions. It's like, oh, you're one of those, mm -hmm. I can tell. So it's very, but, but here's the thing is, is learning how to know the language that's being spoken, the, the terms of the day, yeah. learning how to use, and now, now some you have to be careful with, but just learning how to use terminology and respect people in their space now you can have that conversation like Paul had when he says, okay, I notice you have these gods. Now, Paul doesn't believe in these gods. So I notice you have these gods because he yes. studied them. Right. Now, remember, Paul spoke multiple languages. Yep. Paul was trained in multiple venues. He was a he Roman was, citizen. He was, he was a Roman citizen. He spoke Greek. He was taught and educated in the best schools, right? Yep. He, he knew Hebrew. He was a Pharisee. He was all of that, right? Yep. So he can flex and go anywhere. So Paul has studied this community and this culture to say, you have a God of this, I noticed, and you have a God of that. He didn't disparage them, do anything with them. That's right. But I noticed you also have this, this altar to an unknown God. Like, yeah. I said, can, I, can we speak to that one real quick? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so now they're listening, mm -hmm. and they can engage on that point because he's not disparaging or disrespecting. He's so doing good. that. Real quick, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. I, I shared this with you, Pastor Matt. This is how culture can evolve 
and we can kind of evolve with it. But but then, you know, we don't have to be so we have to have grace in it so that we can win. The whole point is to win people. Right. Right. So I told Pastor Matt, I'm old enough. I'm an old guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was born. Right. I was born in the '60s, right? I know I look amazing, but I was <laughs> no I'm kidding. I say that this man is 54 I, years old. I'm 54 years old. I told you I struggle with no. insecurities. So he's I'm gonna better, keep saying he's better as long looking. As I keep saying it. I might believe it. Better looking than all of us. <laughs> yeah, in no better kidding. shape than no all of us. <laughs> no, I don't know about all that, but thank you. I, I I'll pay you later. <laughs> but so I was born. So check this out. I was born on my birth certificate. My nationality. My ethnicity, it says Negro. Right. I kid, I'll show it to you. It says, it says Negro. Right. Right. And my parents, same thing, because that's what we were called back in the 60s, right? Yep. Now, if you were to go down to the, to, to just down the street and somebody says, hey, tell me about who you had on your show today. Oh, I had Dwayne. He's a Negro. If you were to say that today, mm. you'd have a little bit of, yeah. it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you might have, so, so things evolved, we evolved, people evolve, and all that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. In fact, you, you wouldn't necessarily call someone who's Jewish today a Jew. I have a friend who's a Jew. You wouldn't necessarily say right. that. That might be a little disrespectful today, but you see it in language. So we can evolve, and we can learn, and we can see what, what's respectful to people. But the whole point is not to be people pleasers, right? but, but to be respectful and mindful so we have a space. Yes, to be able to reach people. And you, when you were, t when you were telling me that, cause I was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, and I remember you were like, you know, is this, you know, bring this on. I'm like, please say that. Yes, please say that. Because you, you, you followed it up with a quote. You, you said something in the quote and I thought that right there, because I think that, the, I think that we as believers, we as the church, we as a society really could just do all in all better all the way around mm -hmm. about this. But you, you, the quote about better. Oh, and I said, well, if you know better, you do better. When, when we learn better, we do better. When we learn better, there's a difference. So there's a difference between people pleasing for, for the sake of keeping, keeping yourself safe. And because a lot of times when, when Paul, Paul would speak to being, you know, it would seem harsh or whatever. He was, he wasn't doing that. He was just, that was the truth that was given him yeah. in that moment. Boom. Here, here's the truth. Yet also is this man who, if, in other words, if God tells you to say something, to do something and it's, but, but here's the, but this is the rub. It better be God. Mm -hmm. It better be God. Cause, cause if you get, you don't want to get rolled up for nothing. <laughs> Paul, right. Paul didn't get rolled up for nothing. And he, and there was, I mean, he was beat up, drug out of a city for, for dead. And after he came to himself and got up, he went back into the city cause he wasn't done preaching the truth there. Having said that, I think that we as a society, we as a we as the church, Jesus was was beautiful at this, you know, because Jesus obviously knew he didn't know better, he knew best. Mm -hmm. And so he would speak the language of the woman at the well. Yep. A Samaritan woman. He would speak to this woman who was caught in the act of adultery. To the leper, he he knew he understood that the leper needed more than words, and so he touched the leper. And so so understanding that, and I think hearing people hearing the person matters so much because uh we we lack in empathy and if you lack in empathy i, I really don't know how effective as a minister you can be genuinely and people are already uh red flags are already going up when they find out i'm a pastor i'm sure that's happened to you guys where they find out you're a creator like they as soon as somebody finds out you're a pastor all of a sudden they stop being themselves mm -hmm. And they put something, I'm like, no, like, that's what I want. Give me all of that. Exactly. Give me who you are yep. because I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to who you're pretending 
to be to me or, or, right. or what you think mm-hmm. the church, again, now that's them trying to be, quote unquote, politically correct right. in that moment, right? right? So that's kind of what we're speaking to. And the fear of man, Proverbs 29, 25 says, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So I want to ask this question because I think that this is, I think that political correctness exists to an extent out of a, out of the, the heart of, yes, if you know better, do better. But is that why political correctness exists today? Is it more now is now I'm not talking about the heart of it. Now I'm talking about, and by the way, if we were to really dive into the heart, the heart of man is evil above all things and desperately wicked. But, but I, but I digress, but, are is does political correctness exist today based upon the fear of man or is it or is it more of hey if we know better do better cuz i feel like there's a different there's a different thing to learn about a different and not even a different perspective every day but i mean just just real real talk right here at the table you know but but even a different sin like you spoke to it's you're not promiscuous you're polyamorous you know okay well hold on i'm not going to no right like you're you, no, <laughs> you're sleeping around. That's that's, yeah, right. yeah, that's right. what that is. Right. Like I'm sorry, I I know because I've done it. Mm-hmm. So like I don't want to don't don't try to, you know, you can't you can't hustle a hustler. Like make, that's make not gonna pretty. happen. Let me make it pretty for you. <laughs> right, right. But 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 is that why? Do, do we work so hard today to not offend people because we're afraid of how they may react? Well, I like even with the word political, right. Right. Because if you're looking right. at political and you're looking at a politician, politicians have to please people to get elected. Right. So you have to use agendas and whatever the people are saying. It's thus say the people. Right. They say whatever they need to say at times. Right. Yeah. And I think I think many times we get lost in that being, um, you know, in the world, but not of the world. And sometimes we get too sucked in and, and like like a movie. You talked about movies earlier. There was a movie called In Too Deep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that movie. L.L. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yeah, and, and the undercover officer goes in too deep and becomes one of the criminals. My hello, <laughs> and he and he begins to take on so much compassion that that he goes against the very people who are trying to enforce mm-hmm. the law and all that, right? Yeah. And I think we do that because we forget that we're in this for Christ, that we're in the, that we're on a mission, and we forget our mission because we get caught into the accolades or being liked or whatever. Yeah, and then once you get put on a platform pedestal or in the spotlight, as it were. Then, then it, it, to come off of that, yeah, feels a certain way, yeah, yeah. And so you don't want to be. I mean, we none of us like to be disliked, right? Unless there's some dysfunction in our lives, but <laughs> none of us like to be disliked. But I mean, when you're in that space, so so that whole political thing, that whole right, you know, I'm trying to maneuver and navigate, and e- even in church, we'll say, you know what, we we better do the right thing, otherwise we're going to lose people. It's like, wait, am I losing somebody, or is this God's church? Right, mm-hmm. and quite the revelation. When you're, when you're, cause there's a lot of people that, all right, come on, bring it. You make, right. you make me do it on Thursday <laughs> night. So you have to do it too. <laughs> there. I've been in churches where deacons and board members and attendees have approached the pastor and said, I want you to change dot, 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 because I give dot, dot, dot. Yep. And if you don't fix this or change this or do this, my money is leaving. Yep. And that can be crippling to an insecure leader who is thinking about the bills. Mm-hmm. And not and not just the person anymore. 
But the bills, right? I got to keep the lights on. I got to keep the doors open because I got to keep the doors open so that people will come because I need to preach the word of God to the people that come. Right. right. Now it may, again, it can find its way to people always, but the root of it is an insecurity of, is God my provider or is he not? Mm -hmm. And it's hard, it's hard to live that way. I mean, even, even as a, as a Christian in, 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 in the workplace, I mean, now I'm trying to please my boss because you know, I'm talking about finances or I'm trying to get my raise or I'm trying to get right. move up the ladder kind of thing. Right. And then I lose myself in the process. Right. Yeah. Well, cause some, cause some, some people, if I'm being honest, some people are like professionals at taking offense. Yeah. They're pros. Like mm -hmm. they're jumping on it. Like it's a black Friday sale. They're like, this is a limited time offer. I got to be offended right just now. Right. Like I, this is, and, and the, the issue though, the, the people will always, people that want to be offended, they're always going to find a way to be offended. Like that's just, that's just right. the way it is. Mm -hmm. Right. The issue I think with our society, the issue with, <gasps> could it even be even in the church? And again, I, I need to I need to preface this by saying this, and it's not because I think people are going to turn it off and not listen. We don't have that many listeners or subscribers anyway. Um, it's because I need to say this because there are there are people that are listening. You might be listening, and you have a problem with church, and you've left the church because you got hurt or you've been offended. Let me tell you something: the bride of Christ is beautiful. The bride of Christ is beautiful. The way in which God designed for the church to operate is beautiful. People are ugly sometimes. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. But I also must say this because it's, it's also infiltrated the church, our society and some churches within that society are so careful not to offend anyone except God. Yeah. They're true. so careful not to offend anybody that we end up offending God. That's true. And that's, uh, I mean, the truth about any truth, not even just Christianity, but Jesus said, I am the truth. So we can just leave it there. But the, the truth about truth is if, if the truth is real, the truth about Christianity is real and God is real. And if Jesus is real, um, something's going to offend you or correct you somewhere. And it doesn't feel good. Like you were talking about the feeling of it. It, it doesn't feel good when that, when that happens. I hate being wrong. I hate it. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but, but I hate it. And more often than not, what will happen is, you know, my wife or kids, they may see me upset because I'm wrong. And this projection of being angry is out here now. And they're like, hey, we didn't mean to do it. No, no, that's not even you. It's not even, I'm not even mad at you guys. I'm mad at the truth that what I did created, you know, or what I did was wrong or what this, the way that I did this was incorrect or I hurt you. And so, and I'm not even mad. I'm mad at me because I've discovered this truth. And so a lot of times we don't respond even properly to, to said truth when we want to. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. get offended, man. Uh, even in love, people get offended. It's what's your angle, man. I'm, I'm saying like you have to, we're talking about being Completely 100. Uh, the kids call it 100. 100. 100. 100. 100. Yeah. I 100. almost messed that one up. That's all right. I, I got that. That's all right. But it's being completely transparent. Pastor Dwayne with the yeah, save there. Had, yeah. got, I got you. I speak, got, I speak multiple languages. The kids, the kids oh, say 100. 100. 100. 100. I don't know. It, that, that, 100. 100. My, my kids tell me that, and that's how it works. <laughs> you never I'm like, baby, Rias baby is already like yeah, the coolest baby it's child ever. Maybe it's 100. Please say it right. <laughs> But daddy, you got to be 100. Well, whatever he says. <laughs> Pastor Dwayne, almost jacked that one up again. Hey, it's all right. It's almost. All right. 
Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I jacked that one up again. But yeah, even in love, even in love. Um, yeah. I mean, because you're asking in love, you you have to hold accountability and you have to do all this, you know, all of this stuff. And it's out of love. And then again, right. it's going back to heart posture where your heart at is in the middle, all of that. But there's, there shouldn't be any fear in it. Right. In, in doing so. I think in John, it's, it's a, John 4, I have it here, hold on. John 4, 18 says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out mm-hmm. fear. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, now it goes down to saying, like, at the end of the day, guys, is my fear of offending someone greater than my fear of God? Well, even in that, and that's, yeah. that's, that's good, Tony, because even in that, yep. if, I, if I really loved you, I, I mean, I'll say something really, really basic, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if Pastor Matt were at church and he's about to go on stage and he's got lint on the top of his head, right, that's very mm-hmm. present just sitting there. And he's walking around saying hi to everybody. Nobody says anything to him. And he's about to go on stage in front of everybody with this distraction. And nobody says a word. Would I not be his brother if I said, hey, man, you got a little something right here? Yes. Right. 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 So that's basic, right? Right. So now I just gave him the truth. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And honestly, I said that to somebody who was older than me one time. And I I can't (laughs) say who it was, but somebody who was older than me one time. And um, and they had a little something, a little hair or something on their shoulder. I say, hey, man, you got a little something right there. And he looked at me like, okay. <laughs> like offended, like, yeah. like, don't ever do that again. I was like, don't correct me. <laughs> never yeah. do that again. Because some people just don't like to be corrected. Some people right. don't like to know they're in that space. And some people, depending on what role you play and all that, is so weird, right? Right. But why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't I be honest with you in love? In love. But but it's not love. See, this is this is where it's hard for us to, to understand. We think it's more loving to just leave you alone and let you be mm. than it is to say, hey, you know, there's a cliff 10 more steps in front of you. You right. might want to watch out. I'm not judging you. I'm not telling you what to do or not to do. But at least I'm going to warn you that is there. Yeah. That's truth. Yeah. Right now, you can get mad about it. You can say, well, how come you're not telling everybody else jumped off the cliff? How, how come you're, you you can do all that that you want to do, but I'm going to tell you the truth because I love mm-hmm. you. Right. It's not love if you don't do that. A feeling thing. Right. Yeah. And again, if, well, yeah. And if you're only placating to feelings, then it's lust. Oh, come on now. Mm. And, and we don't want that. That's not what we're called to do. We're not called to lust. We're not called to live a life of lust. And, and, and when people think lust again, they think they, they, our society is over-sexualized. Andy, do you have a finger snap sound bite? That you yeah. <laughs> that was, he has an applause, I think. <laughs> I got, gotta get he, that he's going to mess around and press the booze or the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> because, but see, but, but I, I, I need to say this because it's not, you know, um, we're, we're, we're seeing, we look around and we see a society that is being over, over sexualized. So everything, everything has a sexual connotation that that's what she, uh, she said. Jokes are, are, are the, mm-hmm. are everywhere, no matter what anybody says. And I've, I've even participated in some of them <laughs> because listen, jokes are funny, but, um, in doing that, we have, I think, misdefined lust mm-hmm. to mean purely the the uh, to come from purely an eros perspective right. of this of this sexual nature right. or this attractive attracted to physical thing and and right. lust goes beyond that it does lust goes lust you could lust after food yep and that that's called gluttony I mean we do we do that for wealth quite a bit wealth yep. then and, and yep. what is that but greed I mean we we know these things and 
And so it, it's, it's uh, man, why, did, why didn't you tell everybody else that went off the clip? Man, because I, I reached you. Mm-hmm. I got to you. And please, if my fly is down, if I have lint on my head, if there's a bat right. in the cave, like tell somebody, help right. me out. Because <laughs> that means if there's a boogie in my nose, yeah. if there's a bat in the cave. <laughs> yeah, like, that went over my head. I, I, yeah. I, learned, I learned that one some time ago. I'm, was, it, you know, I didn't know I, what that was. Right. And you're not being crude. You're helping me. Because I remember I went and visited, I went and visited another church and they were having a revival. And, um, and it was really, really uh, amazing. And the preaching was, was so good. And, uh, and I had no, idea. I'd never been there. It was my first time there. I got invited by a friend, uh, and, uh, the, uh, pastor gets up there finally and dismisses the service. He wasn't the speaker. He gets up, he dismisses the service and I immediately go up front and I start, when I hear good music, I'm sold. That's just, you know, and, and, and the preaching, if the preaching is, Solid. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna tell you. So I went up immediately, and 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 uh, I'm. And I'll and I'll tell you. I'm now. I'm fifty fifty. I'm a I'm a, I'm a fifty fifty bar, uh, in terms of my ethnicity. Uh, I was I was raised in an incredibly diverse area in the Inland Empire. I mean, we had we were we were all of us. Just we didn't look at anything but the fact that we were all just kids living on the block. That's just what we were, and. Uh, and so I've been influenced by a lot of different cultures, but I look white uh, and, and I'm 50, 50% white and I'm 50% Mexican. And I was raised mostly around the Hispanic culture. And so I, I lean to that because that's more who I am because that's how I was brought up. That's how I was raised. I identify with that a lot. Anyway, uh, the church that I was in was a black church. Okay. So like so what and 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 everybody was so welcoming until the end when i decided to go and greet the preacher and say hello to the musicians i went up there man and i was like hey hey and 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 and, and man you guys are so great and completely and i've been i've been to many different churches before but completely negated the due process that must be done that i know that i knew because there's a process. You you didn't walk up on the platform, did you? No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. But I did not give honor to the pastor first. Oh. And and so and this is this is not this is not even uh, I'm not even saying this is necessarily a black church thing. I'm saying that if you know the process, you, you should do the the process at least because you want to. You're trying to minister to somebody too. I'm trying to incur- bring a word of encouragement. Their band the, the band was a bass player and a keyboard player and a drummer and it sounded full. It sounded like there was 13 musicians on stage. And I was like, I don't know how you did that, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I went over to the preacher and I was like, dude. And the preacher was a young guy, young cat. He was like 24 and could just preach. And I was like, man, you're so amazing. And, and I got this. The look. Just, dis, just disdain, immediate disdain. And I thought, well, I was just, I was just trying to come up here and share truth. And, and immediately in that moment, what that did to me who was somebody that was just trying to encourage was that made me have feelings Mm -hmm. and it put me in my insecure space and it made me feel like I probably should just leave then. Yeah. Yeah. And and we don't want anybody to feel that. Now I'm, I'm telling that story because even in moments of encouragement, when we're bringing truth, that's like Mm -hmm. encouraging. Mm -hmm. If, if we're not reading the tea leaves as it were, you know, read the room and understand the process or whatever. And some people now, you go up to an older person, you say, hey, man, you just got, let me help you out. Let me serve you. Let me help you out. And they get offended. That could have happened anywhere. Trust me. I, I had pastors that I served for many years that you weren't going to tell them that they were doing anything wrong mm-hmm. because they were doing it their way. Right. And their way was the right way. 
Well, one, one thing you said that I, that I found really interesting, everything you say is interesting, but I found this piece to be, found this piece to be, be the first <laughs> is, is when you talked about the pastor's response in this, in this scenario is, is, um, your compliment and your confidence to walk up met his insecurity. Yeah. Right. So, so now that's something so, to consider there. So, so I, so this was so funny and, and, and pastors, leaders, especially high level leaders, sometimes are the ones with the highest levels of insecurities. Right. Right. So I went to this church. It was a traditional church. Um, and you know, people were called reverend or whatever. Right. And right. I hate it. I hate that term, but whatever, that's a different, that's a different <laughs> yeah. podcast. I had one leader tell me the only thing reverent about me is my calling. Right. And yeah. so they, they don't like being called reverend. No, I don't, yeah. I don't like it, but because the people were being kind and gracious, I just, whatever. So anyway, so, <laughs> so we had this special Sunday and all these guests, pastors and ministers came to town and we would all meet in the pastor's office. Right. And I used to do this on purpose. Right. I mean, I have, I have two doctorate degrees, right. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm saying that in just no big reason, deal. Right? right. So, so I'm in the room and everybody's introducing themselves. I'm Reverend, I'm pastor. Right. And I say, um, who are you? So I'm Dwayne. How are you? <laughs> Dwayne. Like, who are you? Like, almost like, why are you in this room if you're just Dwayne, right? Right. And I, and I would do that and smile. I'd say, hey, I'm Dwayne. How you doing? Shake their hand. Hey, so good to see you. Yeah, pastor said, I'm Dwayne. And and so the ones I didn't know, I'd say, hey, I'm Dwayne. How are you? And they would look like, oh, I'm uh, uh, I'm uh, just forget their name because right. it's like the, the title always comes in the name. So I threw them for a loop. Yeah, you got to read the <laughs> yeah. names and yeah. titles. <laughs> I threw it for a loop that they couldn't even say after. their right. Yeah. Couldn't even say their name. It's like, are you can, can you say your first name or right? Do pastor. you remember what it is? You know, and it was so funny to watch. <laughs> and then so the pastor of the church, the the lead pastor, said he keeps calling himself Dwayne. This is Doctor Cantrell. Oh, Doctor Cantrell. Oh. I hate <laughs> right, that. right. I hate that because because people can't just treat everybody like they're somebody. Yes. Because of their insecurities. Yes. Because I have to be higher or better or my title has to rank. I belong in this room. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have that thing. Yes. And you can't just be secure enough to just say, hey, I'm just Bill. <laughs> you know? Right. And, right. And it doesn't, I'm, I'm good where I am. It's like a jousting tournament. Yep. It's like everybody, you know, back back in the day where you had to, you know, show your 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 patents of nobility. Right. And if this you were know, a men's group, I'd say it differently, but yeah, I hear exactly what you know saying. what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> we're, you know, it's, it's, it's a doctor, reverend, pastor, bishop, so-and-so, you know, first of their name, preacher of Bible, singer of songs, <laughs> you know, um, uh, unlocker of the church, <laughs> Uh, uh, protector of the air conditioning. Like it's, it's, you have to give all of the, uh, your list of qualifications in, in, and I think this is where we have, have absolutely missed it because you, you miss, you miss who God has called you to be. God did not call you to a title. Absolutely. Called you to a people. Absolutely. So, so there, there, so I was in, in, I lived in San Jose and, um, and, and there was this big event and I was emceeing the event and the mayor of San Jose was the the guest speaker. And so we were, we were backstage and I said, you know, I have your bio and, and I'm trying, I want to introduce you. And, and he says, man, he was, he was a cool, cool guy. He says, he says, man, when people introduce the president of the United States, what do they say? I said, they say, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States I said, do that. That's all you need to do. 
And it's like when you're important, you don't have to say a whole lot. <laughs> I don't I don't need a whole bio read. Just say the mayor. That's that's right. You, I, you don't need my name. You don't need any of that stuff. It's it's I'm secure. Yeah, it's, there's a security in who I am. You don't need to know all the things I've accomplished. And I, I wish that we could do that as Christians. Yeah. As believers. Yep. That we can do that. And I know it's difficult. I get caught in the trap every now and then, too. Sure. But but as you talk about being the, the sensitivity, insecurity we have and wanting to make sure that we're OK and that people will like us and all that. It's like, can we just be secure in who in our identity in Christ and do what we need to do and say what we need to say? Yeah. And that's that's so huge, because I think that. Um, what we're what what's being what we're being sold uh, today by seemingly infinite angles uh, and infinite platforms is the things that divide us yep, yep, and the things that make us feel. And if you don't feel this way, which is my way, you know, you don't feel like I feel about it, then we have static or there's an ism or an ist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's because there's no, there's no money in unity. Uh, <laughs> If I can just be honest with everybody, um, division division sells, and so uh, that's how you know that's how the world unfortunately operates. And and uh, I, I I don't say that frivolously. I I, I mean that, and it break it breaks my heart yeah. because until we can until we can identify with one another as uh, children of God, whether that person has accepted Christ or not, they are a child of God. They are created in the image of the Most High. God, we the human beings, and I might I might mess with some people's theology or break some hearts, but human beings are the only creation that God has breathed His Spirit in. Mm-hmm. You have a soul. I know you have fur babies. <laughs> they don't have souls. I'm sorry, they don't. Um, I, I, and if you have cats and you call a cat fur babe, that's a fur demon. You mis you misinterpreted the word. Um, but it's a dog guy over here. He's looking. He doesn't do. He's not a mean cat. He just he's just around Andy. I'm sorry. He's not a mean cat. He just he just existing. He's just existing. He's a big cat. He's a big cat for sure. But but you know I it's I say all that to say that we we must identify with pe- with with people with one another. As, as children of God first. It's, and if you're a believer, guess what? That person that I saw uh, that wanted to talk about the, you know, m- the minor attracted persons or, the, or, or people that are a part of polyamory or whatever, uh, is, that, is that something that makes me go, oh, no, 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 no. But if you're feeling like, ugh, I can't believe it. You got to hang them all. They got to die. Like, hey, 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 careful, mm-hmm. careful. Now, again, if, they, if, if something happened with my child, I might go to jail. But... I would I really I really am saying all that to say that our perspective of humanity is off as believers especially as believers we should truly understand where we have been and where we were when God found us and the fact that this person or that person they they don't know even who they are right they're trying to figure out who they are based upon the world around them and what they've been told mm-hmm. and the things that have been said to please or to whatever um, uh, Donnie McClurkin is one of my favorite singers of all time not even just worship pastors but one of my favorite singers of all time and um and he uh has a um, an amazing testimony where he talks about because he was raised by women mm-hmm. he was raised by women and so he uh you know he was he kind of grew up and he had effeminate uh 
you know, mannerisms mm -hmm. because he was surrounded by women. And he was abused as well. And he was abused. Mm -hmm. and, and, he, uh, and he was speaking to this and he said, you know, and so some of these, uh, these women would, would step in, my, 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 my mother, my grandmother, my sisters even, would step in and say, hey, a man wouldn't hold his hand like this or do like this or do like that. And so he had this rigid upbringing because he was trying to be, he was trying to project himself a man. Um, now, outside of the church, that it, it would look like, you know, if you look at him now, he's just confident in who he is. Mm -hmm. If he, if he is more there, I have met men that are, that are married, that have beautiful families that are, that they're, they are a bit more effeminate than others. Okay. So, but you, if, when you live in society that says, if you're effeminate, then that means that you're a woman trapped in a man's body or you're this or you're that you're, you're creating again, there's that trying to create utopia and creating dysphoria issue. And I think that we're not in the business of pleasing people. And we're not also in the business of offending people just for the sake of offending them. Right. We are in the business of speaking the truth as God has given to us to be stewards of and ministering to the person, loving the person well enough to speak the truth in love, full of grace, mm -hmm. seasoned with salt. Some of us, our truth has no flavor mm -hmm. and that's why people spit it out. Right. Right. No, that's, that's a good point. Those are, those are all good points. And, and as we're talking about people, if we're dealing with the, the, the political correctness as you're, as you're defining it and, and the desire to want to be liked by everybody, right. Then we miss others because we're so caught up in ourselves. So I'm, I miss what someone else might need. I miss what, you know, that we're supposed to love one another and where the church misses it. The greatest is within their own body. Right. So, so the church doesn't even love the church right now. You talked about this division that's Boy. taking place in our society right now. You got all I have to do. And, and pastor Matt, you and I talk about this all the time. We do. All I have to do is just, you know, look on some social media and you got this big time pastor blasting that big time pastor. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just, so on Thursday nights we, we do YouTube live. Yes. And I watch it just to see what the delay is and, and all that. So I'm, I'm watching it and all that. And so I look at it. And so when I swipe and I refresh just to see how many people are, are engaged. Mm -hmm. And so when I refresh, I get these videos that'll pop up that as recommended videos. And one of them kept popping up on Thursday night, just this past Thursday night. And it had like Furtick, Jakes, uh, Michael Todd, and it just had all their pictures. Yeah. And it says something about modern day heretics. I was going to say why they're heretics. Right, or something like that. I'm like, why, why would... Why would you blast other? Why would believers blast other mm -hmm. believers to the world? It's one thing if you having coffee and say, "I don't like how this dude does whatever." I mean, that's family. <laughs> family does that, right. <laughs> you know. My but, family, yeah, family does that all the time. Close the door. Do what you got to do. But but <laughs> y'all know. But 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 when you go outside, yeah. It's like, no, you don't talk about my fan. I can talk about, it's like, I just heard you talking about your brother. Well, that's my brother. I can talk about him like that. You can't. And we don't do that with the church. The capital C does not do that with the church. We'll, we'll say that person, uh, oh, this person only preaches fluff and, and that person doesn't know the word and this person can't do this. And that person, it's like, we're trying to win the world. We've lost our purpose. And I believe that much of that is rooted in insecurity. Sure. What, what is it that you believe you're going to lose by, by this person, person preaching the word instead of you. Right. 
Yeah, and and I think that um, if you're so mo- if you're if you're so motivated in thinking that God has given you a truth about said person, maybe you should go and speak to said person. Well, they said person won't take my calls. Well, I mean, try, 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 try. Yeah. And then when God releases you to dust your sandals off, then you can do that. Right. But you can do that. You said something to me because I was wrestling with some stuff. And you said something to me that that really did help me in the in the moment. You said, you know, because um, I was I was talking about how I, I felt God was calling me to pray, you know, for individuals that I was having a hard time praying for because I knew that said individuals were like they were hurting people. They were, you know, speaking, you know, falsehoods, blah, 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 whatever. And uh, and you said, you know, I never found any fruit in speaking against anybody. And so I don't do that. You won't ever hear me do that. Um, and and in the moment, you weren't you weren't being you know accusatory toward to, towards me because I was I was sharing truth in a in a candid moment, uh, private moment with you. You were just saying, "Hey man, if you're not careful, that's going to eat you up." And how many people is that eating up? You know, in the church? Because the truth is, I bet you would like to have ten thousand people go to your church. Is Furtick a heretic because 10,000 people attend his church? Is that why he's a heretic? Do you think that you calling him a heretic is going to get those 10,000 people to come to your church next Sunday? Mm -hmm. Doubt it. Mm -hmm. So what are you, what are you gaining? Yeah. What are you gaining in that? And some would say, well, if Jesus was here, then he would do that. If Jesus were here, he would be on the platform. If there was heresy, he would stand up and he would go, nope, that's enough of that. And and, I, and and forgive me for speaking for Jesus in that moment, but I just I I'm, I don't presume to know everything that Jesus would do, but I hate when people do that. Yep. When people like put uh, they put a, a a title or they put a political affiliation or any of those things with mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm like, shut up. Jesus was none of those mm-hmm. things. They tried to get him to be political. They tried to get him to do X Y Z. He he was about his father's business, and that is that. You know what's interesting about Jesus? Jesus would. This is what Jesus would do. I believe is Jesus would be the one that the church was calling the heretic. Right. Right. Because Jesus, if you look in scripture, he already lived it. The only, <laughs> they, they already did that. <laughs> he was the first, he was the first he was, Osteen. Yeah. He was the first, he was the first verdict, he right? He was the first pop-up. <laughs> he, was the first, he was the first one. Pop-up ministry, 5,000 right here. Free food. Just bring one basket. Right. <laughs> I got you. Just bring one basket. <laughs> But no, For those but, that are offended but, at cafe at church. Exactly. That's <laughs> Jesus, right. Jesus served fish and loaves. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so, so, <laughs> so with Jesus, right, he, he would come through and, and he would do the, the only people that Jesus truly offended. We look at the scriptures with, with maybe some minimal exceptions. The only people Jesus offended were the religious people. Right. Because the other people are like, you know, why are you talking to me? Right. Well, why? Right. The Samaritan woman was like, "You're not supposed huh? to be talking to me, are you? Yeah. You know what? What are you doing this for?" It was, it was the it was the religious people that came against Jesus because Jesus was for everybody. Yeah. Right. Not That's not right. just for this circle right here. View. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so churches the the very word denomination represents difference. Yep. And, and represents division. Yep. Right. You look in your pocket, you have different denominations of money. That means this one's different than that one. So, yep. so it's OK to have differences even in churches and denominations. But when you get to a point where it's like, well, no, we only do this. And and, and so if you go over there, that's not what we do. Yeah, it, it's not. We're, we're all a we. 
we're all a week. We have we have LVC and the Vine. That's right. And and it's like I I I do my best to never say us and them or us and you and you. Right. It's like it's like first service, second service. That's my terminology. First yep. serve, first team, <laughs> second team. Yep. You know, and we're both we're both starting groups mm-hmm. and and all that. But it's it's we. It's a we thing. Yeah. But but we do that so much at church that people get turned off by it. Yeah. And that's something we do wrong because yeah. we think we're standing up for something and we're really only standing up for ourselves and trying to build our own. What do you call it? Building your Build, yeah, building an empire opposed to, imp- to, yes. to, to yeah, promoting a kingdom. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so the, the, as, as I've said before, the truth is exclusive, but belonging to the truth is not. And so we need to live our lives accordingly uh, and, and, and not look at all of the things that make us different. Don't, don't be so afraid of people and their, and their reactions or responses. Don't placate to anybody. But I say that also saying that you need to know that you are a, a messenger uh, of God. You are a carrier of the gospel. And First Thessalonians 2 says this, uh, verses 4 through 6, says, for uh, we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. It's good news. Stop speaking it sour. Stop making it sound terrible. It's good news. That's what the gospel means. Our purpose is to please God, not people. But how do we please God? By loving them well and sharing the truth full of grace, seasoned with salt. He alone examines their motives. He examines the motives of our heart. Never once did we try to win you with flattery, as you well know. And God is our witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. As for human praise, we have never sought it from you or anyone else. So I ask you this question to our listeners. Who are you living to please as ministers, as carriers of the gospel? How do we navigate sharing this truth in a world filled with sensitive offense takers? Uh, I will say, you know, at times that the fact is the truth only offends those who live outside of it. Don't go out trying to offend, but go out speaking the truth in love. And that is where we'll leave this topic today. Man, Pastor Dwayne, thank you so much for your time. Before we end, we like to close out the show. And I'm looking, everybody brought, so you know, we bring little things for those that watch on YouTube. And if you don't, you should. Uh, we have little things that kind of represent us. I have a little garbage pail kid in front of the computer. And, and Tony's got gizmo. And Pastor Dwayne thought that it would be nice to bring a Golden State Warriors hat because he knows I'm a Laker fan and he's so from I the should. Bay. Yeah. And so he's throwing a little shade at me and that's fine cuz we love him and and it's fine. But but before we close out, we like to do uh, some recommendations and so you know what time it is, Tony. Oh, oh drop that beat, Andy. Go ahead. Recommendations. <laughs> I got I got some extra drivers in my headphones oh, today. That. My my headphones started jumping a little I, bit. That, 12s that, in my uh, ear. Yeah, this, I love that. We got some recommendations, and so I'm going to go ahead and start us off, and we'll we'll end it with uh, with uh, Pastor Dwayne, our guest. So I'm going to jump I'm going to jump off here with uh, Secrets of the Vine. It's a it's a small book. It's a quick read. Um, I I love books centered around John 15. Uh, as you know, I, I pastor a church called the Vine. Uh, it all uh, flows from the chapter uh, 15 of uh, the book of John in the Bible where Jesus is speaking and he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser and you abide in me and I abide in you. And Bruce Wilkinson uh, wrote this uh, short book called Secrets of the Vine and Breaking Through to Abundance. And it's not like a, you know, it sounds kind of get rich quick schemish, but that's not what it is because the secret, the secret of the vine is learning to abide. That's that's the secret of the body. You want abundance, you got to abide. Yeah. Th- those two words 
sound awfully close to one another on purpose. So Secrets of the Vine by Bruce Wilkinson is my recommendation. Tony, what you got? So I went through the library this morning and I was like, ah, what do I pick? And I didn't come up with anything. Sorry, guys. But I do have a podcast that I listen to all the time. Okay. And I, um, I mean, I don't know if this guy, need, he don't need any followers. He got millions of followers already. <laughs> He's a motivational speaker. The podcast is called Secret to Success, man. The hip hop preacher, Eric Thomas himself. I listen to it all the time. Solid dudes on there. Um, yeah. Go and check it out. The hip hop preacher. Yes. I love it. What's the podcast called again? Secret to Success. Secret to Success. S2S. Oh, secrets. Secrets. To success. The Filipino thing came out of me again. (laughs) That happened. No, no, I was asking. No, I was asking. (laughs) My bad. Awesome. Secrets to Success podcast. Make sure you check that out. Pastor Dwayne, Doctor Dwayne, Reverend Dwayne. (laughs) I'm just. I'm Tony, the dude from Delano. He did that just because I brought a warrior's hat. It's all right. right. What's your recommendation that you have for us, sir? So, you know, I wanted wanted to share this just because it was from my heart, but then Andy made me feel so bad about it. I feel like I want to recommend a podcast now or something. It's like, he's like, so you're going to do your own book, are you? Love it. It's not very often that we have the the author author. of said book on here. Well, I, I wrote this book because, well, one, it was part of my dissertation. Um, for, for one of my doctorates. So I, I did this as an outline and then I published it. Um, and Love it's it. called Life After Failure. Um, and, and it's overcoming the hurdles to your success. And that's actually, so it, even the cover design. So uh, I have to, I have to give Ruby Zatino shout out because she shot this is actually on CSUB's track. Let's go Ruby. And, and who and is I, that running? And so this will be me. Mm. And so, so I hired, I, I hired like this young guy that, that was running. She said, she said, Pastor D, it, it should probably be you. I'm like, but I'm an old guy. <laughs> so but we'll do it anyway. So, so this is, this is a uh, life after failure, overcoming the hurdles to your success. And, and really what it has to, this is, this is my life it's my heart, but it really has to do with anyone who's feel like they've failed in life. Um, and, and with me, I failed academically, even though I have all these degrees and all that. And some of that has to do with insecurity. We'll talk about that on another podcast, but love to have you back on and talk. So, Hey, love to be here. But, but I mean, so I have the degrees, but I mean, I struggled academically. I, I failed my, I graduated from high school with a, with a 2.2 GPA graduated from college with a 2.01 undergrad because a professor gave me two A's to help (laughs) me graduate. I'm serious. (laughs) But then I got better as I got along. But I mean, I, I struggle with academic failure, athletic failure in sports. Could have gone a lot farther, but you know, whatever. I've struggled with fa- failure as a husband, as a man, moral failure, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so when looking at w- what do I know how to do well, I know how to fail well, but then how do you get back up? And this, yes. is, this is kind of that phase of how do I get back up after I fall? What kind of steps can I take? What, what are the hurdles in front of me? And how do I get over them? And how do I navigate it so I can be who God called me to be? That's what that's about. Life After Failure by Dwayne. E. Dwayne Ken Trail. <laughs> and uh, though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up again. Pastor Dwayne, my friend, I love you so much. I appreciate you love being you too, here. Man. Love you too. That is all the time that we have for yeah. today's episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure you follow us on social media. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications so that you are well aware when we got new stuff dropping. We're out. Go love like Jesus. <laughs>